This is the Rich Eisen Show. You don't have that like bookmarked at the top uh, of your uh, I mean, the top I... of your Chrome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bruce Arians had this to say: a Number of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from the chance to go to the Hall of Fame? Because I don't give a about the Hall of Fame. The Rich Eisen Show. The guy is genuine. Maybe you should get in anyway. Earlier on the show, University of Pittsburgh head football coach Pat Narduzzi. Coming up, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks. Plus, Permanente Brothers president Adam Galome. And now. It's Rich Eisen. Okay, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Draft month, folks. Draft month uh, has uh, taken place, and um, it has arrived. And uh, can't wait uh, to chat with Bucky Brooks coming up in 20 minutes just to get everybody's appetite wetted. And I use those words uh, specifically because we're about to talk some food here on this program. That's the way we're going to roll into the weekend later on in this hour. T.J. Jefferson, before we send you to Dallas for WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, brother. Freak out, freak out. Yeah. You're going to give us your top five. T.J.'s big ass grab bag. Five things you're looking forward to seeing at WrestleMania the most this weekend. Uh, Uh, What's in the bag? What's in the bag? (laughs) Wow, it's a new drop. Yeah. Well done. Production value. Well, who, is that here. your buddy River? That was AJ. Okay. That was a- oh, is it AJ? AJ, yeah. All right. All right. Very that's good. at the end of this hour. Though, okay. Right? That's the end of this hour. Okay. Yeah, because so we got Bucky in. Brooks coming up in about 20 minutes time. But uh, we, we start this hour with some uh, very important uh, business yeah. to get to here. So it was one week ago today, Mason Rudolph of the Pittsburgh Steelers was here. We played a start bench cut with him. And we gave him uh, some uh, local Pittsburgh delicacies to start, bench, and cut. And one of the delicacies that we uh, laid out there for him was a Permani Brothers sandwich. Now, I've uh, frequented that play, that uh, institution in the Steel City many times when I've been there for Pittsburgh Steeler games. And he, that's what he started, correct? That's one of the things that he started. Correct. He started Permani. He benched and cut other, uh, other uh, local um, um, delicacies. Yep. That's the only way to put it. And so um, he benched the Roethlisberger, and I asked him, what about having a Mason Rudolph burger and what have you? And then he turned to me, and he tried to flip it in my direction about whether I would have anything that was named after me. This is the exchange. Wouldn't you have a sandwich if it was named after you? You know what? I would not if it was not what I'd like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they'd have to want name it. You, huh? in, you want input on what yeah. the sandwich is. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah, of course. What would the Eisen sandwich be? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, what would be? What would be the Eisen sandwich? It would have to be some sort of an Italian concoction. Ooh, it would right? have to have some red sauce. Meatball. It would have to have, yeah, meatball. Oh, man, have to have meatballs. A chicken yeah. parm with yeah. maybe some meatballs on top. Ooh, like, like a big your, old. Like thinking. Yeah, yeah. A beef chicken situation. Yeah. Of course, like breaded uh, with yep. the bread. Uh, so it's multi-breaded. <laughs> Multi-layers of the bread. A lot of gluten. A lot of gluten. Well, I mean, I've, look at me. A lot look of inflammation. Me, please. Yeah. Uh, that's my problem. Yeah. I'm too inflamed. So that was the conversation. <laughs> um, and then we tweeted it out. Yep. And then you you tagged Primani Brothers, I correct? tagged them. Yeah, of course. And uh, so that led to getting a tweet back from the Primani Brothers account. Um, saying the Permani brothers, Rich Eisen Witch. They, they mashed up our logo with theirs. I love the co-branding. Awesome. I'm all about the co-branding. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, with just a, this, this was the tweet 
uh, retweeting our video and it says, let's talk. So as they say in their business, I'll bite. And we have invited on and he has accepted to come on. And I know this is not an April Fool's joke because he was supposed to be on yesterday and Jason Light said from the Bucks, yeah, I'll come on to talk about Bruce Arians retiring and Todd Bowles being our new coach. So kind enough to call in today to discuss this is the president of Permani Brothers and chief marketing officer, Adam Gollum, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, doing well. You got uh, quite the Pittsburgh day going on here. Yes, we do, Pat Narduzzi and you, right? Yeah, yeah, a whole Yinzer explosion happening on the Rich Eisen Show. Exactly, so I am mandated to ask you, what's your hand size, Adam? Got to figure out what that is. My hand, you know, I've, I debated measuring my hand size out. I mean, the whole hand controversy going on, you know, and you start watching the videos of how it's done. Yes. Um, I think I'm probably smaller than Kenny Pickett. Okay, very so, good. Uh, okay, very good. So yeah. so you're basically uh, perfectly placed where you are currently uh, atop the flow chart there at Permanente Brothers. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not going to be throwing the football this year. So I had to call and ask, like, is this, was this just, uh, you know, uh, whoever's in charge of your social media just saying, let me just throw something out there, or are you really willing to, to have a conversation about this sort of thing? We are really willing to have a conversation. Um, you know, we love the love on the show the other day. Okay. And, uh, really okay. happy with Mason Rudolph picking the sandwich. Mm. Um, I think if he doesn't pick the sandwich, you know, it's hard to come back to Pittsburgh not picking Permanis as the if you want to start. I agree. I agree with you. I fully agree with you. Uh, Okay. So now how do we want to go about this thing here? Because I've got my guys here. We're going to, we're, we want to, we want to, I guess, massage this. We want to workshop it as they say in the television radio business. Um, Can I just tell you what's on my mind? And I guess I don't want it to be repetitive of anything currently on your menu. No, you know? Yeah. I mean, Uh, I think the, you know, the Permanis sandwich is known for you start with that thick cut italian bread yes mm-hmm. um, you know there's something in, in the middle some sort of meat or meats okay uh the fresh you know fresh made slaw that's marinated in our special sauce overnight mm. the fresh cut french fries you know there's a cheese and a uh, fresh tomato slices so i think if you you take like the build of the permani sandwich but yes. figure out how you put your part in it i think it's a home run okay so because now i i don't know if you heard i was talking about like a chicken parm Meatball situation. I just don't know if slaw works on that. Does it? It doesn't really work. I don't right? know. You, you never, you know, when you tell people about the Permani sandwich, you get that moment of like, is that really good? Mm. So I think, you know, it all pulls it together. <laughs> it's sort of an yeah. adventure. It's sort of an adventure. And then you it take is. the bite and yeah. you realize, why would I want any other way? I understand that, but I can't run the risk of putting my name on something that just because we've talked it out on True. live television and radio is just an awful tasting experience and then suddenly you're taking it off the menu and 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 uh we can't have that adam you know what i'm saying so what- well, i think if we came up with some ideas we could then uh you know get in our test lab and play uh-huh. around with it and get it to the place of perfection okay get the sandwich experts you know tony who works at our strip district locations worked for us for i think 40 over 45 years and She's probably made more sandwiches than anyone in the country. Um, and, you know, get with, get with her and throw some ideas around. She would definitely figure it out. Okay. So so basically you're saying this is an offline conversation or is it? Well, a... I think we can start with ideas online and then we'll. Okay. Because, you know, we'll again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chicken parm guy. Okay. That is, that is one of my favorite dishes. And I can only imagine. Do you have anything like that on your menu currently? Yes or no? We do not. But we do. So, are you a breaded chicken parm or more of a grilled or baked chicken parm? How about this one? How about this for an answer? How dare you, Adam? 
How dare you? How dare you? Even? I'm just asking. Okay. I, didn't want to, I don't want to go down this breaded route and I mean, find if, out that you're not a breaded chicken Excuse farmer. me. I've lived in California 19 years, but you, uh, that still doesn't matter, okay? Like, of course it's breaded. Of course it's breaded. Okay. And it's, it's got a ton of cheese, mozzarella, as we said back in Staten Island. Yes, this is, a, this is an outstanding building block. But again, the slaw is my concern and how that actually well, mixed think, together. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, I'm, mm. I mean, I'm thinking we take our breaded chicken breast. We put our, our house-made marinara sauce on top um, right. our secret recipe. You know, we take fresh mozzarella cheese. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I mean, if you want to be adventurous, we throw Italian sausage in there, maybe. Oh. Uh, well, I'm topper. not really a spicy guy, though. I'm not a spice well, a guy. Sweet, a lot of caveats. Say it again? <laughs> yeah. It's a sweet Italian sausage. A we have a spicy one also, but it's a sweet Italian sausage. Yeah, we can't. I'm, I'm more sweet than spicy. And I think that uh, also is a window into my soul, to be very honest with you. Uh, not to share too much with you. We've just met. But um, yeah, because I'm not a spice guy. And again, this has to be something that I want to eat myself. You know what I mean? Like this is, a, a, you know, not to go too deep into this thing. It's kind of like a curb your enthusiasm type thing that my, my wife and I, we frequented when we first moved out here, a sushi restaurant that decided that we came so often to name something on the menu after us. It was the Rich and Susie roll, and they named it. It was so terrible. We, we hated it, and they brought it without us even asking every single time it arrived, and I was beginning to do like the Seinfeld hide it in my pocket, you know, just so mm-hmm. they, just they, they wouldn't get offended. I can't have that with you, Adam. <laughs> you know, I can't have that experience no, with you. Okay. No, I think we would... I think we would see if the sausage added value. If it doesn't add value, you stick okay. with the chicken parm. And what, what about just like a straight meatball? What about a straight meatball atop the chicken parm? What about that idea? It could, it could work. It could work. It might be a little hard um, to get that all squeezed into your mouth. So okay. You know how big our sandwiches okay. are to begin with. Functionality has uh, got to be an important uh, consideration. Rich, you uh, can also put an egg on top of a sandwich if you're so now you're not into that. Uh, yeah. You know, if that's your thing. Egg an egg, egg on the like chicken? a scrambled egg on top of chicken. Not scrambled. Plum? It's usually like a fried like Rocky style. Fried egg. Like no, just fried egg. No, fried egg. Yeah, you can do that. I've had I've had more than I one. Of, I've had a lot of permani. I'm from Pittsburgh, Adam. My name's TJ, so I've had a ton of permani. You're from Altoona. I've heard you. Yes, we've had multiple people say, T- I know TJ, when I told him I was going to be on the show. Oh, yeah? Oh! You've got, a, you've got a fan club here in Pittsburgh. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you. See, Adam, these guys don't know. They wow. don't know about me yeah. back east. That's a, yeah. lot of, that's a lot of Foot Locker yeah. uh, sales. Well, you, you know, my friend Melissa, she's in this, Melissa Kubasek, she's one of the assistant GMs oh, okay. here. Okay, okay. Yep, at our Market Square location. Yeah. Uh, it's been there for Look at this. 40 years. I've Look at this Pittsburgh geography here. played here. Okay, so, all right, let's just bring it all full circle. I'd like a chicken parm breaded i like your sauce i like the mozzarella yep. cheese okay i like the uh, i like uh you want to try the italian sweet sausage let's give that a whirl um okay that goes okay uh do we put fries on this too yeah, that's mandatory rich fries. okay it's not, a, it's not a permani sandwich without yeah. fries understood i got it all right so let's that's it let's give this a whirl that, i think that could work you know what i would love to do is get our team on it and okay. then see you know make sure it tastes good the last thing you want to do is put that you know, Rich and Susie roll out there that no one. No. <laughs> no, you could just put my name on this. I don't think this is anything Susie. This would be something Susie would look at me and go, really? Like, that's 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 the way this would go. And then the answer would be, when are you going out of town so I can have one of these things, you know? I want one of these right, right now. now. Okay. All right. So, yeah. and then we're calling it the, what, what do we call it? The Rich Eisen? I think the Rich, the Eisen sandwich, the Rich Eisen sandwich. The, okay. Okay. 
now. This is where I leave my friends at the curb because they want to put the, the the show name show. in it. Do you want to do it? Do we want to do the Rich Eisen Show Sandwich or the Rich Eisen Sandwich or something like that? What do you think? You're in the marketing. The Rich Eisen Show Witch. The Rich Eisen Show Witch. I mean, it kind uh-huh. of encompasses all Does of it? us, and I've got fans there apparently. So I mean, that could be like for all of us. But this is the Rich Eisen show, so you yeah, it's, know, up it's up to you, you, Rich. It's up, it's up to you. So how about this? I put one day I'll get my. How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? We'll call it the Rich Eisen Showitch. Showitch is that what we're doing? The Rich Eisen Showitch. The Rich Eisen Showitch. Okay, <laughs> and so the slaw and fries will be in honor of you, TJ. Okay. Okay. The sweet Italian sausage is clearly Del Tufo, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Makes sense. The, yes. uh, the the chicken's got to be you, Chris, because I'm a Michigan man, and as you know, Harbaugh says that's a nervous bird. Nervous yeah. bird. I can't have any you part can't of have it. Any part of that. And then uh, the bread? I, I, I will gladly take the sauce and the cheese. Okay. Done. How does that sound, Adam? This is amazing. How does that sound? It sounds good. Sounds good. I got to get Tony to make one, and uh, you okay. know, if you're in town, love to have one made, and you be the first bite out of it. And okay. All right. I think it's. I think it's good. Okay. You know? It could be the new. Could be the new Roethlisberger of Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I, pr- I appreciate you saying that. That's we have not. No clue who the quarterback's going to be this year. <laughs> I don't know, man. You might have to. I, I would. If if I were you, I'd get ready for the. Uh... So there's no Trubisky. There's no the Mitchwich. That could be something like that, we, we, right? Yeah, we've talked about the you know the Mitchburg sandwich. The Mitchburg. Got it. Mitchburg yeah. sandwich. We tried. You know, remember when there was. Uh, Devlin, uh, Devin Duck Hodges. Yes, tried right. To, tried a duck sandwich. Duck is not good on the sandwich. That was right. <laughs> so there was that like three weeks of Duck Hodges. You know, we tried to pull like a duck sandwich together. No. Just not good. Can't work that yeah. out. Hey, how about the, uh, I guess the, the Malikberg, or would that be Willis, the Willisburg? The Willisburger would be just, I think it's that would a lot be. Of, the, a lot of hope for Kenny Pickett here. Oh, my bad. My bad. So yeah, yeah the I sandwich. Would, hey, the, the candy cutlet. The, also. the sandwich would have to be eight inches long so he could fit it. <laughs> he could he could hold yeah. it right. The candy eight, cutlet. Eight and a half inches. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, thanks for playing along. We're excited thanks about this. Hope you awesome. are too. Thank you very much for yeah, sound of the sound. You guys are in town. Okay. Love to host you. Love to get you behind the grill. I'm you know. in. As soon as well, I just don't know when that will happen. I'll it, probably be there this summer at some point. Okay, so. very good. Yeah. We will host you too, TJ. Fantastic. Host you. Adam, thanks for playing along. Appreciate it. Let's uh, let let thanks, let guys. us know what uh, the next steps are. We're thanks, all in. Adam. Thanks again. Have a great day. You bet. You right back at you. Adam Go- Adam Gollum of uh, Permanent yes. Brothers. He's the president and chief marketing officer. I want one. I want like two of these right now. Italian bread. Chicken parm, sweet sausage, french fries, slaw, tomatoes. Let's rock. That's what's up. <laughs> that may have knocked the Cajun chicken off the list as my favorite pepperoni sandwich. Ooh, That's hey. usually what I go with, the Let's Cajun chicken. Let's give it a chicken. whirl. Let's give it a whirl. I just don't know how slaw and chicken parm's all going to work, man. That's why, have, that's why they don't have chicken parm on the menu. That's why already. you trust. Okay. Trust the process. Plus, you don't have to get the slaw. And, like, I don't usually get slaw because I'm not a big fan of slaw. So... So I don't know how do we how do we honor Jay who's here just as much as Del Tufo. I don't know what we do here. The bread because no no one got the bread. Yeah. Well, actually, and the bread is kind of open, um, yeah, like in the back, back, just like him. <laughs> <laughs> just like his back. It's it's a, you got to brace uh, the sandwich. Surgery you gotta, humor. You gotta, yeah. Yes. Is I, it too I soon? Felt that joke. Is it too <laughs> soon? I literally felt that joke. 
<laughs> is it too soon? It's, uh, well, it was. Wait, it was like three weeks ago. So that Please. that would have been too you soon. Look fine to me. Oh, hey, no. shake it off. Walk it off. <laughs> walk it off. <laughs> I just told somebody who had back surgery multiple times. Walk it off. Like twice in the last six months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. We'll take a break. Let's talk about the NFL draft. What What about the Steelers? I, I, I mean, are they in the market for a quarterback or what? Who is? How far up can Kenny Pickett get pushed? Can he be a top five pick? Which would be well, that would mean- just the ultimate bonanza for Christopher Brock. Wow. <laughs> yeah. At what point will that be possible in this month? I'm saying like around tax day is when the rumors are going to get real hot. You're going to come in here. You're going to come in here. You're going to be like, Pickett is top five, guys. <laughs> we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, Bucky Brooks, my colleague from the NFL Network, the NFL Media Group. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, he is the better half of the Move the Sticks podcast. Hey. He is, um, which is uh, must-listen-to material where all podcasts are acquired from the NFL media group here on the Rich Eisen Show, fresh off of a mock draft 3.0. Uh, Bucky Brooks here uh, to help us kick off our draft month coverage of the NFL draft. How you doing, Bucky? How are you doing? So, uh, are you aware, Bucky? Uh, your three point oh that that um, that uh, for some reason uh, Daniel has a three point one out. Is that a topper? Is that he's just trying to top you here, Bucky, on the mock draft? What's going on with that? I mean, we're we're, we're always competing, and so I don't understand the difference between mine being designated three point oh and his being designated three point one. What's up with that? I have to give with him on the next podcast to kind of figure out what that is. Yeah, I do I've never heard of that. I've never heard of the 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 the, the number to the right of the decimal moving in the mock draft world. 
I would definitely bring that up to him on the next Move the Sticks podcast. Um, and I, I definitely will. Maybe maybe that has something to do with like all the maneuvering that we've seen with the trade, and maybe because it might have been right after Deshaun Watson goes mm. and the movement with the Texans, so he did a quick a, a, amendment to kind of figure out how to get another pot, a mock draft out there. Right. I don't know. I have to figure that out. I don't mean to look. I, I, you guys do such a great job. I don't want to cause any dissension, even though I guess I just did. <laughs> okay, let's let's jump into this here uh, with your mock draft. I, I I would be as a Jet fan so thrilled, so thrilled. They go and get Sauce Gardner at four and Kyle Hamilton at ten. How 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 real do you think that is? I would sign for that literally right now, Bucky Brooks. Oh uh, well, I, I mean, look, I, I think this is. For the Jets, I think it's a, a, a realistic possibility for them to do it. One, you have to understand the links and the ties. Robert Sala uh, spent time with the Seattle Seahawks. He saw what the impact the Legion of Boom had on that team. And so what most coaches do is when they go somewhere, they try and recreate their previous destination and what they had. And so in Sauce Gardner, you have a guy with the length and the size that um, – Jet fans will think of Antonio Cromartie. Baba Solomon see a Richard Sherman type guy because the length will allow him to stymie while receives at the line of scrimmage. He is an outstanding competitor. He's a guy who has all the tools in the toolbox that you look for on the perimeter. Mm. He tackles. He is a guy that is really wired the right way. So I think New York won't overwhelm him. This is a guy that just loves ball. And everything in his background suggests that he's going to be an A1 player because he's committed. And Kyle Hamilton, what you're doing is you're having a blend, a little mix of the Cam Chancellor physicality and toughness, middle line of scrimmage, a guy who absolutely destroys runnings, running backs in the hole. But then he is different because you don't see guys that are 6'4", 220 pounds who have the ball skills that he possesses. And so he's a guy that can play in the box and just as um, comfortable playing in the deep middle. And so if you're Robert Sala, you got a chance to get both of those guys in the top ten to really fortify a secondary that should be a new and improved defense. I think you feel good about handing the cards of those guys. And how fitting or ironic it would be that to, to I guess, replicate, as you point out, a Legion of Boom type uh, defense that they use a draft choice from Seattle that they got in a Jamal Adams trade in order to actually pull off that double dip. That would be quite something um Kayvon Thibodeau is third in your list to the Texans and DJ Daniel Jeremiah your move the sticks com- padre had the same thing what was your take on Thibodeau's combine um and you now combine it with um pro day material what, what do you make of of the evaluation coming out of the combine and, and him still being now third on your and uh, DJ's mock draft list so I would say that Kayvon Thibodeau is one of the more talented prospects in the draft class, but he's also one of the more polarized. And the reason he's polarizing is because on the field, what you see is a guy who is a flasher. Stepping onto the scene as a freshman, he goes against nine sacks right away at Oregon. He is dominant off the edge. He has seven fourth-quarter sacks that freshman season. But then we never quite saw a level of dominance where he stacked on top of it. Um, so you, you have that where it kind of leaves you wanting more. And then, look, he's a big brand. He was the number one overall recruit when he came out of the class. He's a guy who has done these phenomenal deals off the field. And so, fairly and fair or not, some people kind of judge him and wonder if he focused enough on the game. That said, the guy is super talented, 
And in a league that is built on passers and pass rushers, he's one of the best in the game. And in the right system with the right coach, this guy could be a superstar at the position. So you think he's going to go third and Trayvon Walker second to the Lions? He looked so good at the combine, Trayvon Walker. So good. He's incredible. Yeah, he is. And so, like, here's the thing, Rich, about Trayvon Walker. Um, I wasn't really as high on him early because I'm like, man, I see the athleticism. I see the guy do a bunch of different things, but the production doesn't necessarily match the potential. But then when you get around a bunch of D-line coaches in the league, they are just absolutely captivated and spent with this guy's athleticism, his movement skills, the explosiveness, and what he does. And so then when I pose them, are you worried about the production and where do you play him? They're like, no, because like the stuff that he has, you can't coach. Now it's about putting him in the position where he can maximize his talents by chasing the pass and getting out there and going hard and doing those other things. And they were like, don't judge him on the production based on who was around him. Because remember, Jordan Davis and Quay Walker and uh, Nicobe Dean and all these other first-rounders and top picks from Georgia were all on the same defense. So, look, there's only one ball to chase. There's only one play that can be made on a given down. So don't judge him on the production. But when you look at the tape, he does pop. And that's why he's in conversation not only at two, he certainly could be a reality at number one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm, which would leave Hutchinson to stay put in the state of Michigan. And Bucky Brooks, you the way you have it all mocked out right now, the Giants would have their choice of offensive linemen. That, that's, that's exactly what when they hit their knees at night <laughs> over the next several weeks. Is that, the, is, that, is that what they're looking for with the Giants in their front office right now? Uh, well, yeah, well, absolutely. If you go back, like, just think of the name, the Giants. And going all the way back to when George Young was there, the reason the Giants uh, have always had a preference for big guys is because they are the Giants. They believe that the game is played up front in the trenches. Uh, you need bigger, better bodies up front to be able to win games consistently. Knowing Joe Shane, because we work together in Carolina, he's a guy who loves prototypes. He wants to get big, physical guys at the point of attack that can maul people and mash so you can run the football when you need to run it, but you also can protect the quarterback. And so looking at the draft class, you have Evan Neal from Alabama, who is probably the more refined, technically sound of the guys in that box. And then you have Ike Aquanu, who is just a freak athlete, who is nasty, who kind of changes the tenor of the room when, he's, when, he, when he shows up because he is kind of the nightclub bouncer that throws guys out for being unruly patron. And so when you see him just throw guys on the field, it kind of catches your attention. So one of those guys could be the pick for the Giants, and I don't think they could go wrong with either one. Bucky Brooks here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, we've reached the draft month, and, um, and we're moving down Bucky's mock draft here on the Rich Eisen Show. Rank the wide receivers. How do you see the wide receiver group? It's so deep. They look so terrific at the combine. You know, you got... You got uh, teams like the Packers and now the Chiefs having lost or traded away their top wideouts. They're now in the business of adding some big-time talent. Walk me through how you see the wide receiver group in this draft, Bucky. The, the, the wide receiver group is really interesting because it comes down to flavor. It's like going to the ice cream shop and trying to determine what flavor do you want on a given night. And so do you want the big-body playmaker like a, a, a Drake London? who can absolutely dominate and crush it on the outside because he can win 50-50 balls. And then you have Traylon Burks, who also kind of fits the bill as that big-body playmaker. And then you have these little scooters, right, these fast guys that can make plays, whether it's Gary Wilson or Chris Olave. Uh, you have guys down the ranks and Sky Moore. You have a, another playmaker um, in David Bell, who's not quite 
in that category, but guys who can just kind of make plays. And so you have to figure out what you want. When I think about those two teams, the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, part of the reason why teams are more comfortable letting these elite wide receivers go is we're seeing these young guys come in and have immediate success. And so I believe out of that crew that we talked about, we may not have the Jamar Chase type where you can see them going in the top five and they're immediately going to pop. But these guys in the bottom of the first round, they are intriguing because they are right now ready. Plug and play, put them in, they can make big plays. And I think you will see a lot of these guys uh, come back up in conversation when we talk about Pro Bowl bids and nominees as first-year players because they're going to have opportunities to be on a major state and make plays right away. Well, I mean, on your mock here, Bucky, the fact that you th- you think this, and if this happens, that the Chiefs get Sky Moore from Western Michigan, you know, Tyreek out, Sky Moore in, obviously there's a large amount of shoes to fill with the Cheetah. But I saw this kid work out. I heard what DJ said about him and uh, other uh, evaluators like yourself. That would be huge. That would, that would be a that would be tremendous if that kid winds up in Kansas City. By the way, oh, it, it, it'd be tremendous because you have to think about this. There's been a lot of conversation about Tyreek Hill and you know him being one of one, and he is a great player. But you have to understand when the Kansas City Chiefs drafted him, they drafted him in the fifth round pick. He was a punt returner. He was a former running back coming out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and going to another destination before he get to Kansas City. No one knew that he was going to be a number one receiver. Right. So Andy Reid and those guys have the confidence in knowing that, not necessarily that they created Tyreek Hill, but they discovered and developed and nurtured that kind of talent. So they feel like they can go back at the draft, and a draft is increasingly producing more talented wide receivers that can step up and play. They're confident that they can find a player that won't necessarily replicate that production, but will give them a more balanced wide receiver core. Because you have to remember, Pat Mahomes struggles, a lot of times were attributed to the sandlot play that he and Tyreek Hill had developed. Well, now Pat Mahomes will probably play a little more discipline and detail from the pocket, and then you need raw runners, guys that are dependable and reliable in terms of getting to their spots. If they find guys that can do that, and Scott Moore is one of those guys that can do it, I don't think you will see any drop-off from the Kansas City Chiefs offense. All right, last one on your mock, and then one more question before I send you on your, your Friday, Bucky Brooks, my colleague from the NFL Media Group and Move the Sticks podcast. Um, you're, I'm very proud of myself. I didn't bring up quarterbacks to the very end here. Um, your, your mock draft, zero quarterbacks in the first round. Simple question, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, well, well, the main thing is this, first like, so you and DJ, I heard you guys when I was doing the coverage on the field, you guys were waxing poetic about the impressive combine performances of all the quarterbacks. And then you know what happened, Rich? On Monday, we got on the plane, and then there was a series of dominoes where every quarterback in the league was traded. Russell Wilson left, <laughs> and Roger go, and Shaq Carson West go, and on and on and on. And so my immediate reaction to that is, as high as we might have been on the quarterbacks and how they performed, the league got a chance to look at those guys up close and personal, and maybe they don't have the same opinion of those guys. Hmm. And it also is also impacted by the fact that when we looked at the postseason and we saw Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow, and we know that Justin Herbert is out there, you now are not only comparing the quarterbacks in the 2022 class against each other, you're looking at them compared to Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and the superhero powers that they have. And if you don't deem the player or prospect that you're thinking about in the first round, to being able to match up with those guys in the shootout, you better serve to move on and wait for another guy to come. Because you know that in the end, the tournament is determined by the best quarterbacks, 
And I don't know if these quarterbacks have the superpowers of some of those other quarterbacks that are in the league that are 25 and up. So then which one that doesn't go in the first round, or let's say you this, this actually happens, um, who does have the best chance to be Russell or Dak or, you know, that third, fourth, even, you know, Derek Carr, second, third, fourth round picks who have terrific careers and, and uh, Super Bowl possibilities in them? I'll say Desmond Ritter is the one to keep your eye on. Huh. The kid from Cincinnati is interesting. He has 44 career wins. You saw the performance that he put up at the combine in terms of his athleticism, 4-4 speed, 35-inch vertical, which speaks to his explosiveness. But it's the way that he managed that offense for Cincinnati. But getting this team, a group of our team, to play in the playoff and winning games and doing all that speaks volumes. And so when you look at the quarterbacks that do the Dak Prescott kind of thing, they kind of do that stuff in college when Dak Prescott took Mississippi State and made them the number one team for a stretch there during this time. I think Desmond Ritt is the quarterback to keep your eye on because, to me, his experience and his overall explosiveness will give him a chance to be a really successful pro in the league. How about that? All right, uh, Bucky Brooks. Look, um, last thing here. Uh, you're a humble man. Anybody can hear that in your voice. Um, you don't. You don't say things with your chest you don't puff your chest out you're 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 even keel that said um come saturday night if your tar heels beat duke how impossible will you be to deal with to give give everyone a little idea of what tar heel nation would be like if they send <laughs> coach k packing for good well, well how like well, the, the what, what? got a little taste of it when the tar heels went into cameron right and sent coach k out with an l I would think that we would be insufferable if we have an opportunity to, to officially end it. And so the difference is, though, like, if you win the semifinal, you have to cap it off the right way. Sure. Because it just wouldn't look. Being a long-time Tariel, uh fan since birth, like, mm-hmm. championships are kind of like the standard. But this would have a little extra sweetness if we could kind of send Duke and everyone packing in the Final Four. Like, it's a big deal. You know how that thing is, kind of like, the big game with you guys in Ohio State. But this thing here on Saturday night, oh, that's going to be epic if my target is pulled out. Oh, I, I, honestly, like you can't script it, right? I mean, it's it, it's one of the greatest rivalries in anything. And it's the first time they faced each other in, in a winner-go-home NCAA tournament. And it's co- it's the Final Four, and it's it, it, it would be to end Coach K's career. Like, that would be it. You you the, the, It would change... you. You couldn't get any smack talk from a Duke fan the rest of planet Earth existing, right? I mean... No, like, this This would be... I, look, it would be beyond belief. And I've been there. I've, I've, look, I've, I've been at games when Duke is one, Carolina's two, and vice versa. But this is different because, like, there's this feeling that Carolina is this major underdog, and, right, and everyone views Duke as the evil empire, and, like, Carolina right now, I guess it's going to be the little engine that could, but... In their minds, because they're eight miles away, because they play pick a ball against each other all the time, Carolina doesn't view Duke like that. And so because of that, there's like this respect, but this inner competitiveness and hatred that these teams have for one another. Yes. Oh, that's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a game. I hope hope my guys show up and hope we play well, but this, this is going to have the makings of being a classic and we get a chance to see in the final four. Where are you watching it? What's your plan tomorrow night? What's your uh, I think because I don't want to be around the people. I think I need to scream at the crib. I, th- I think this might have to be a little home feeling to be able to do it. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Like this, this one. This one is a lot. It's a lot, Rich. It's a lot, Rich. To watch. Well, you heard the the uh, 
country music star Eric Church canceled his concert to go to the to go to the game to watch the Tar Heels. Did you hear that? You heard that story? Rich, yes, yes, Eric Church. Yes, I saw that. Like Rich, the affinity that we have for Carolina is much like the way that you feel to your Wolverines. No, like, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. You shut it down. And so I understood that he was like, "Money be darned." I am going to watch the Tar Heels and the Ford. And just as so you remember, it's the Superdome. And the, when the Tar Heels and the Superdome, everyone goes back to the shot because that's when Mike became Michael in 82. So we can talk about the Coach K thing, but as a kid, I remember Michael Jordan hit the shot. And so my expectation that the Tar Heels are going to run that back all over again. Yeah. Look, man, I, I also know whenever Michigan played Ohio State, and again, the stakes uh, are are huge, obviously, but re- th- this is a totally different uh, stratosphere. I-, I always have a couple of Ohio State guys who I know or, or gals who I'm going to text first. Do you have a Dukey in mind that you would text first? No, I, feel like, like, I, I, normally, I normally don't do that. I don't really engage in that. Like, DJ and those guys are trying to get me to poke the bear a little bit. I, I don't really do that, Rich. Like, I, the thing, like, the expectation that we're going to win, so it's just a surprise when we win. So I just kind of go about it. Like, I think I learned a long time ago from Marty Schottenheim. He said, look, when you win, you say nothing. You don't have to say anything because everyone knows you win. So that's the expectation. I expect to, like, pop on Twitter late at night, like, time the Carolina wins and start thinking about, hey, who we size up on Monday? That's my expectation. I will be thinking of you, sir. Thank you for the time here. Let's do this a uh, couple of times at least before the draft, and I appreciate the time today. Thanks, Bucky. All right. I really appreciate it. You got it. That's Bucky Brooks, everybody. He's a Tar Heel through and through. How to, how to go out the door with that. When you win, everyone knows. <laughs> oh, it's on. Oh, it's on. Yeah. Honestly, there are – It's going to be. Th- this is this – is, this is put the kids to bed, sit there, and – it's Cancel the, your concerts. It's like the this biggest is it. Duke UNC game ever, ever. Yeah. Ever. Or or, absolutely. And I say this with full, you know, knowledge of what I'm about to say. I I am personally invested in Michigan Ohio State, as you know, personally invested in this. This may be the biggest rivalry game ever. I'm personally invested in Yankees Red Sox. ALCS was huge. You know, I mean, I still wear the scars that the Yankees are the first team to blow a 3 0 lead in an ALCS. That's true. But, you know, and then, of course, well, I mean, I, don't, I, I could bring up Aaron Boone and Bucky Denton, things like that. But even all of those moments, none of them involved an all time great like, coach, manager, Already saying, I'm out. Right. right. Where they've already met beforehand and delivered what seemed to be the worst farewell present they could have possibly conjured up. And three weeks later, the answer's like, no, no, we can upgrade that. <laughs> right. We can, we can turbocharge that in front of the whole country. You could make the case this is the biggest rivalry game ever in any rivalry in the history of American sports or even American sport, which means remove the American in sport around the world. Send him into retirement without a gold watch. See ya. We ended your stay in Cameron. We ended your stay in Period. 
house money in the national championship game. That's what that would be. Or Duke avenges what happened just a few weeks ago and kind of wipes it off. Obviously can't wipe it off completely. It was a stinker of a day. But that's what's at stake Saturday night, man. <laughs> Wanted to bring that up with Bucky since he's on one side of that thing. Yeah, diehard. You ready for your WrestleMania, TJ's big-ass grab bag, going out the door? We'll send you to, to yeah, Dallas. Yes, indeed. Stay okay. ready for to get ready. All right. We're back with that to wrap up shop, close up shop on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show for this very busy week. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh my gosh, our friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans want to know when was the last time you seriously thought about your dream and really sat down and thought about it. It's probably been a while. We all know that. It's time, though, for you to get back in touch with your dream, and the best way to do it is to live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz van. This Sprinter van that we keep talking about, this Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, is completely, totally decked out, totally customized, and it's a premium ride. So this is what... We're talking about with a Mercedes-Benz van here. Innovative safety features like crosswind assist, blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. It runs like a dream. Go visit your friends, your family, uh, uh, a mountain. Go visit one of the you know national parks around the country. Honestly, or start your own business. It's really whatever your dream cooks up. So... Hop in to your Mercedes-Benz van dealership, get that Sprinter, and tell them your dream sent you. All right, TJ Jefferson's all gussied up. It's time oh. for him to head off to WrestleMania by telling us what he's looking forward to most in TJ's top five, a.k.a. TJ's big-ass grab bag. What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Okay. Like we always do at this time. Kaboom. <laughs> I guess we stepped in the room. TJ here. Listen, fellas. WrestleMania weekend's coming. I know Duke, Kansas, that's going to be your na- eventual national championship. I'm just going to throw that out there. But huge, huge weekend. But I'm, I'm concentrating on WrestleMania, guys. And as I dug into the big-ass grab bag this weekend, I wanted to bring out TJ's top five matches that I'm looking forward uh-huh. to at this year's WrestleMania. Now, as always, I have five, but I want to give an honorable mention, right? Friend of the show, Pat McAfee's got a match at WrestleMania this year, and I'm looking forward to that one, too. Pat McAfee's taking on Austin Theory. Oh, yes. If you've never seen Pat McAfee in the ring, do yourself a favor. Check it out. He's got two matches, one against Adam Cole. One was in a War Games steel cage match. You're going to be pleasantly surprised by this guy. I, I would love nothing more than McAfee 
just like uh, W. Get hit with a steel like, chair. Like, like punter, punters are WWE superstars, superstars too. too. Yeah. I mean, and believe it or not, Rich right? Pat has done a great job in the ring in his two matches. And the guy he's wrestling, Austin Theory, he's a guy who's projected to be one of the future stars of this business. So it's pretty cool that Pat gets in there with him. But anyway. Oh, yeah, we got to get to your five. Here. Let's go. To five. Coming in at number five, I'm really looking forward to seeing Edge versus AJ Styles. If you know anything about Edge, you know, for nine years, the guy was forced to retire because of a neck issue. He came back in 2020, actually the day Kobe passed away. Brockman at the Royal Rumble he made his return and now he's wrestling AJ Styles all I want is a 15 to 20 minute match with those two guys two of the very best in the business it should be a great match if they give him the time I'm really looking forward to that uh coming in at number four we've got <laughs> we've got our friend Becky Lynch taking on Bianca Belair like I'm almost after last night I'm almost afraid to not go with Becky, you know, but here's the deal. <laughs> Bianca lost to Becky in 23 seconds. It was a move that I wasn't a fan of. A lot of fans weren't a fan of, uh, weren't really happy with that either. But now Bianca Belair gets her chance. She main evented WrestleMania last year. Now she comes back this year. She gets a chance to win the Raw Women's Championship against the biggest star in the company. That's a match I'm really looking forward to. Number three. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Karen Owens in the KO show. This might not necessarily be a match. It's going to start off as a talk show segment. But here's what is going to happen. I'm just going to tell you, a man's going to get his ass whooped, and it's (laughs) not going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) I told Stone Cold when he was here, he's going to get the biggest pop of the weekend. And when that glass shatters in Dallas at AT AT&T Stadium, and he marches to that ring, bro, it's I'm just so happy I'm going to be in attendance. First time in 19 years. I cannot wait. Uh, The second thing, the second match I'm really looking forward to is we've got Becky's husband, Seth Rollins, okay? He's got an opponent, but he has no idea who it is. It's an opponent of Vince McMahon's choosing. So, you know, the rumors are going all over the place. Who could it be? Could be this guy. Could be that guy. Right now, we're thinking about a guy who is a friend of our show who's been in this studio and I'm hoping that when Seth Rollins is standing in that ring and that music hits you hear the lyrics my father said hard times breeds better men and Cody Rhodes friend of the show steps out and walks to that ring because that's going to make the stadium pop so I'm hoping we hear Cody Rhodes music but we don't know who Seth Rollins is wrestling. That would be awesome. Okay. Coming in at number one, man, this might be the biggest wrestling match of all time. You've got the hottest superstar in wrestling right now in Roman Reigns. He's the universal champion. You've got Brock Lesnar, the beast. The just as Pat McAfee says, he's the alpha male of our species. He's built like the Prometheus alien. <laughs> It's title versus title, guys. I don't know who's going to win this, but these two behemoths are going to meet the immovable force, the unstoppable object. Any type of sayings like that that you want to make, these are the two biggest, baddest dudes in WWE. It's the main event on Sunday night. It's what I'm looking forward to most, and that's the bottom line. Oh, he's oh, got the stone. Oh, he's got the stone. said so. Little broken wow. skull. Look at you finishing up strong. Oh, yes. Oh, hell yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to bring the RES title belt because That's if I bring I mean. it, I have to defend it. And I don't know if I want to defend the belt <laughs> in the parking lot at AT&T yeah, fun, Stadium. Man. I don't know We're if that gets through security yeah, anyway. Not yeah. Have a great time, dude. They'll but definitely yeah. stop you in DFW with that. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a great weekend. Looking forward to it. Right here on Peacock 2, showcase of the Immortals on the grandest stage of them all. Do not miss the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Saturday and Sunday right here on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up now. And if you are there, seek out T.J. Jefferson. He will be there both nights. And you can stay 
tuned to our social channels at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter and Instagram and more to see TJ's exploits of the weekend. Freak out, freak out, All right. Thanks to everybody for appearing yeah. on this show. Bucky Brooks, Adam Gollum of uh, Primanti Brothers, Pat Narduzzi of uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers, and you. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're back on Peacock to wrap it up.